Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Bill Collins to open up today's show. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. We got a lot to get to. Brendan, educate the listeners the significance of opening up with a, a very polarizing figure these days uh, in terms of some of his politics. Well, he turned 72 years old today, does Phil Collins, so we'll honor some of his musical work. One of the best drummers of all time. I think we can all agree on that much. Yeah, you don't have to love everything that uh, maybe he stands for, but uh, man, oh man, the guy uh, was a talented musician, to say the least, and I kind of like his darker stuff. You know, like, I don't care anymore, and uh, long, long way to go. Like, he's got some awesome hits from back in the day. That, uh, By the way, that song takes me back to Rosie's Bar and Grill, 1984-85 because I, I swear that was on the loop that they used to play. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs design with your relief in mind. You can rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Brendan, uh, I don't think Saturday at 2 o'clock, a lot of people thought that this would be one of the hot topics out there in the hockey world that we'd be discussing. Uh, I got a tip off at about 4.15 that uh, the Edmonton Oilers would be uh, having an interesting storyline. And I thought, well, okay, it'll just be an interesting storyline. And then it ended up becoming sort of top flight news uh, late in the game. But Matt Berlin, a guy that you saw play at the Sherwood Park Crusaders that I've seen play, I saw him play at the Golden Bears a couple of weeks ago when they were uh, down 5 nothing. Uh, to Mount Royal at home. I've never seen Alberta down 5 nothing like that before. Uh, Bears ended up losing 6-5. Uh, Matt had to come in and back up Nick Schneider, Schneider, a goaltender that had played in the American League for the Calgary Flames organization. Um, so I saw Matt play a couple of weeks ago. Long story short, in the final couple minutes of the Oilers' 7-3 victory against the Chicago Blackhawks, Matt Berlin goes in. What was your initial thoughts when uh, when you saw him go in there? Well, I was at home and not at the rink, it, so they're showing it on TV, right? They keep panning to him, stretching in the tunnel underneath, and it, you're not thinking this is actually going to come to fruition at all. And when he did, when, they, when Woodcroft sort of frantically, when he saw the arm go up or whatever for the linesman, he made that gesture. I mean, that's about as excited as I I've been uh, since I saw the team draft Carter Savoy, to be quite frank with you. And, and hilariously, I mean, how on earth did Matt Berlin beat Carter Savoy to the NHL in this circumstance? I think it just goes to show there's so many different paths. Well, and we should mention Berlin uh, is the Alberta Golden Bears. This last couple of years, he's been their number three goaltender. He was their number two goalie a couple of years ago and played pretty well for them. Had some real good numbers. Uh, I might even argue this year he's outplayed uh 
Schneider. They got another guy, Ethan Kruger, who's been a Matt Berlin was for three years basically a backup goaltender in the Western Hockey League, um, and then the starter, as Brendan mentioned, with the Short Park Crusaders, where he posted really good numbers that year in the AJHL, like a a top flight starter in the league. But for the three previous years, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, he was a WHL number two goalie. For his first year at the U of A, he was the number two goalie, and then the last couple of years, they they've had some depth at goal, and he's uh, basically competed for a backup spot on that team. It's a good team, like you know, they're I think they're ranked number five in the country, a little bit lower than normal. Uh, there's no shame in that. And he's also been in the building a lot, Brendan, as you know, over the last couple of years as the e-bug goaltender. Stuart Skinner was sick. The orders were up for four goals. I see no problem with it. I mean, I know there were some people that said it was disrespectful to Chicago. I think we've kind of, you know, what's disrespectful is, is if you're on the ice chirping players about, you know, stuff that you just shouldn't be talking about on the ice that they, that can and, and that happened that happened this weekend uh with a, a player at another team but you know i don't know i mean it just amazed you know today in the news wheel it's the number one story here at edmonton obviously that's that's a given i mean global just i just watched the global uh, uh broadcast today the 12 o'clock news they opened with it it's a great story we're gonna have matt berlin on the show at 105 were you surprised that there were some negative takes on the orders uh, deploying Berlin? You know what I was? I, I was surprised. I'm thinking, and because of my personal attachment to the story, I, I didn't really see, uh, I guess, some of the periphery in that. It's I wouldn't have felt disrespected as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. Their whole season, frankly, has been something that they need to take ownership of. If they're going to get upset about something like that, then they got bigger problems than than just this. So for me, I, I yeah, I thought this was kind of just a, a really feel good story by a heads up head coach. He's got a, you know, a very, he's perceptive about these things, right? He's a, he's a human. Jay Woodcroft is as much as as any other coach in the league. So, of course, when you had the chance for the human story, it was going to unfold. Yeah. So, text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. Oilers up 7-3, two and a half minutes left in the game, and Matt Berlin gets a chance to live an NHL dream to go in there. What are your thoughts? you have a problem with it? I mean, my guess is 90% of the listeners to the show probably are pretty cool with it. That's just the reality of the situation. John Shannon will join us. He's our NHL insider. Uh, he'll come down the pipe at 1235. He's actually down uh, uh, in the south right now, but he's going to hook up with us. And Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk, they put together a couple wins on the weekend. He will swing by at 135 as well. Of course, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Country music star Gord Bamford takes stage at the River Cree on February 10th. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement bet on it. Uh, our top story today is Matt Berlin and the fact that he went in there. It's uh, I think for a lot of people out there in the, the hockey world, it was a really interesting story. And I think we've maybe moved away from where we're at. Maybe 15 or 20 years ago, it would have seen been seen as a bit of a slight of the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't think anybody sees that today. I just don't think people are wired that way. Legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers are on their bye week slash all-star break. Uh, we are going to host the show every day here. Uh, the Oilers head into the break on a 7-0-1 run, run since uh, January the 10th. That's 7-0-1. Here are their NHL rankings since January 10th. So they lost to L.A. January 9th. Since January 10th, 
The Oilers lead the league in points percentage, 938. They got the number one ranked offense over the last uh, three weeks at five goals per game. The number five ranked defense at 2.38. Their power play is cooking 40% over the last eight games. Uh, not surprisingly, that's first in the league. Their penalty kill has taken a massive step forward. Second in the league over the last eight games at 90.9. The Oilers lead the league in shots four over the last eight games at 38.3. And uh, they are second in the league and shots against at 28.3. Now, that's over the last eight games. Yes, Edmonton's played some weaker teams. They've had to make some hay. That's an absolute given. We will tell you, as of this morning, on the balance of the season, the Oilers have been number one in the power play for weeks. They have a 5% bulge on the second-best power play in the league. That is ridiculous. Um, and even the Chicago writers were like, they started their second-unit power play right? They started their second unit power play in the third power play of the game after the Oilers had scored uh, two in a row and the Hawks had done a good job killing penalties. And offensively speaking, goals for the Oilers, we mentioned they're first in the league over the last eight games. As a result of that, they are now second in the league, goals for dating back to the start of the season. That's where they sit. I'm going to tell you right now, that's they haven't always been second in the league. Five months into the season. Four months into the season. That's where we're at right now. Let's get to the orders now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. Jack Michaels was at the call on Saturday night. Well, it wasn't too long ago that when Chicago was in town on a Saturday night, you came to see the Hawks. They were the feature attraction. Now, five or six years later, it's the Edmonton Oilers, the feature attraction. And currently on a seven-game unbeaten in regulation streak, Barry takes a shot deflected home. And there's the tip in front by a red-hot Zach Hyman. If it's Hyman's goal, it's his fifth straight. It was a deflection, and it's going to belong to Tyson Berry. Then a hard hit on Evander Kane. That was a heavy collision. He'll take a number, you know that. Lead pass, Patrick Kane, all things considered. To the middle of the ice, wide open. Dickinson ties the game. Snapping it past Jack Campbell. Dry subtle, top of the right circle. Ian McDavid share the league lead with 16 power play goals, make it 17. Short side, McDavid to Dry Settle. 2 1 Edmonton. The Oilers 2 for 2 on the power play. We're going to have a fight. Lafferty lining up against Brett Kulak, who lands a right to the body. Lafferty, a couple of left jabs on Kulak. Right uppercut from Kulak. Lafferty short with a right hook. Now Lance with a right hook. They're trading right hooks at center ice. This is a tremendous tilt. Kulak, three thunderous right hands in a row. And all of a sudden, he's got Lafferty in some trouble. And Lafferty will tie him up. What a middleweight tilt right at center ice. And this crowd explodes. 7.59 to go in the second period. It wasn't on anyone's fight card, but Kulak and Lafferty trading heavy lumber. To Darnell Nurse, a shot and score on the rebound. Mrazic dropped it. He's claiming it was touched with a high stick. But if it counts, it's Tyson Berry's second of the game, and now the officials immediately cluster yeah, to discuss whether or not it's a good goal. Beneath the goal line, here's McDavid walking out in front. Backhander score! A beauty! By the league's leading score, his 41st, and Edmonton starts to pull away. It's 4-1. to one. 
Back-to-back shifts that these guys are on the ice. Five on five. They victimized the Chicago Blackhawks with an extended short cycle. Pierce trying to change that with a shot off the blocker. Rebound. Tap to him. 5-1. Here's the turnover. Quick shot score. Drysaddle feeds Evander Kane. And there's his first goal since coming back. And he gets a bear hug from Leon Drysaddle. Mission accomplished for the Edmonton Oilers. Campbell lunging. Will pull it to his chest. And now... He may have the switch. Evander Kane has opened the gate. And he's going in. Here he is. Matt Berlin getting an opportunity to play with 2.26 to go. And Matt Berlin, what an opportunity for him. The 25 year old from Edmonton. We'll play in the National Hockey League. My reaction was, or, you're kidding, right? Like, I thought they were joking. But uh, they said, no, we're not messing around. And they just said, be ready uh, at the three-minute mark. And the next whistle, you'll be going in. Well, he went in there. Uh, there you go. So the Oilers uh, get the victory 7-3 against the Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, lots to get to. Let's circle back. Uh, again, we're going to have Matt Berlin on the show today at 105. He actually wrote an exam this morning between 10 and 11. Did uh, The Golden Bears, <laughs> they practice at like 7.30 in the morning. Uh, I can remember when they used to practice at 5, for about 40 years Anyways, here is Matt Berlin on his Saturday night in his NHL debut. Yeah, I uh, did the e-bugging last year during the playoff run, so I just, Sean texted me. Um, I thought I was going to be sitting in the stands like I did last year during the playoffs, but uh, at about like 4.30 p.m., I got a, he texted me again. It's a change of plans. You're actually backing up tonight. So then I'm actually sitting there doing homework, and my heart rate spikes. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? So then yeah, I was a bit of a whirlwind of a day getting reorganized, getting ready, getting down here, but it was unbelievable. That, uh, everyone was so welcome when I came in, the players, staff, everybody, so it was unbelievable. What class were you doing homework for? Uh, I was studying for a psychology mid- <laughs> midterm on Monday. Extension or anything, do you think? I don't know. I might have to ask. <laughs> I think he wrote it. All right. So, uh, Jay Woodcroft was asked following the game on his decision to give Matt Berlin his moment. First of all, uh, the player, it came from the players. Um, so, we talked about it on the bench. Um, we wanted to make sure we did it in a respectful way. Um, you know, because we have nothing but respect for the Chicago Blackhawks, their their players and their coaching staff. Uh, but we just wanted to give somebody uh, an opportunity that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. And, um, you know, I was proud of our team that they came to that decision. Jack Campbell came to the bench at the TV timeout. We told him what we were thinking. He was all on board. He was so happy for it. And uh, the opportunity presented itself, and, and that's what we did. And, you know, the good on the young man for going out there and making a save. And, you know, I'm sure he will carry that memory with him the rest of his life. He'll be in the record books as having played in the National Hockey Meanwhile, Connor McDavid had uh, these thoughts on Berlin's NHL moment. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, uh, just not no. We meant no disrespect to Chicago or anything like that. You know, just trying to, uh, trying to, you know, give a, a cool moment to, uh, to to someone that, uh, you know, was uh, was here and um, you know, obviously lived out a dream to play in the NHL. And you know, he's obviously still young and playing for a, a real good program there at the U of A. And you know, maybe we'll see him in the league one day. And Jay Woodcroft added some additional thought, just on the, you know the guys in the room wanting to see this happen. 
No, we got great people here. We have good, really good players and great players as well. But it starts with people, and um, you know, for our, uh, for our, for that to come from our players, um, I think it's special. And I think it brings the team together. Nobody was happier for that young man than all those players in that dressing room. All right, so Edmonton 7-0-1 in their last eight games. They beat the Chicago Blackhawks 7-3. Connor McDavid had these thoughts on the Oilers' recent performances. You know, I think we feel pretty good about our game since Christmas, and you know, we went on a little bit of a run to, to get ourselves back in the thick of things and a little rest and recovery to uh, to gear up for a big, uh, big home stretch here and uh, get ourselves uh, back into the dance. Here we go. All right, Brendan, the pro scouting meetings took place last week. One of the guys that we've talked about repeatedly on this show, I love this guy. I love every. I love the pace that he plays at. I love that he's an effective penalty killer. I know how many fewer shots the Hawks give up when he's on the penalty kill. He's second in the league in shorthanded goals. He's six foot one. He's 195 pounds. He's all in. He plays a hard, fast, competitive game. Stepped up. You know, Kulak wanted to fight him because he hit him because the guy hits. What did you think of Sam Lafferty the other night? Loved it. I love the energy. I, I understand where your um, your affinity for this player is coming from. I think he fits really well into the bottom six of probably any team in this league. But on a team like this, where you're looking for co- uh, contributions and not necessarily on the score sheet, but with the penalty killing, for example, somebody to change the tone and tenor of a game. I mean, come on, at center ice against Breck. Who cares if he got whooped on? I think Kulak yeah, absolutely was, Kulak threw won some the fight in there totally. Kulak. But he was game for it, and that's the biggest difference to me. Yeah. Sam Lafferty was game. Yeah, well, uh, he can play. Smart teams are going to be in on this player. That's all I'm going to tell you. They're going to be on because of the pace that he plays with. Uh, and they're going to get creative to make it happen because a lot of teams are in LTIR space. It's 1223 in Edmonton. When we come back on Oilers now, we're going to play a clip from Elliot Friedman and talk a little bit more about the upcoming NHL trade deadline. This is Oilers now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Phil Collins' birthday today. That song was used at the end. CBS used to have a show called Cold Case, and it was one about a serial murderer that was actually employed in the cop shop where they worked at, and it was haunting, man. And that song was used as they trailed out, as he walked out, because they had nothing on him. Brilliant uh, execution of a song. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 1227 in Edmonton. Bobby Hull passed away today at the age of 84. Um, Bobby Hull, the players of today owe a hell of a lot to Bobby Hull. I'll tell you that right now. The driver of the uh, renegade lead, the WHA, where Gordie Howe ended up. I know we had a clip from Al Hamilton, who was a great uh, WHA defenseman. Uh, those guys all got paid in large part because of Bobby Hall. All right. Uh, so we had Elliot Friedman on the show, courtesy of Abe's Door Service on Friday. I asked him point blank, is the upcoming NHL trade deadline a buyer's or seller's market? 
I have a couple teams telling me that they think if if the if the buyers are patient, they they will benefit. I mean, there are some players who are going to have bigger prices, uh, specifically if extensions are involved. But I, I think the fact that you're seeing some teams like San Jose, like Columbus, not Vancouver yet, but like San Jose, like Columbus. Um, who are sitting there and saying that we're going to let you potentially talk to guys. Like Columbus is out and saying they're doing it. San Jose hasn't said publicly they're doing it, but there's an indication that if they get a deal that they like with Meyer, they will let teams do it. I think that's an indication that they know that on some level they might have to play ball here. Like I, I think you know, there's a lot of teams that are already out of the playoffs, Bob. Um, so um, I, I think some of them are sitting there saying, Saying, look, if if we if if our prices are too high and teams say we're not doing that, then we're going to be in a situation where we might get stuck with guys. I, and then it all comes down to poker. Like, our, you know, when when you really get at the table and you you've got a hand and you got to play your cards, are you a good negotiator or not? But I do get the sense of shaping up to be a little bit of a of a buyer's market. There you have it. He thinks it's a buyer's market. That would mean that you wait before you move for that March 3rd deadline. Why do I have a feeling that Tampa Bay is going to get the jump on some teams? All right, we're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook. And when we come back on Orders Now, John Shannon will join us for Legacy Heating and Cooling. We'll bang off some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This is Orders Now.